Hi everyone. In this episode, we spoke to Ashley Lowe, Health and Wellbeing Manager at the Newcastle United Foundation. We spoke to Ashley about her work at Newcastle, and particularly about the Be A Game Change mental health campaign. I hope you enjoy the show, and if you do, please give us a rating and a review on iTunes. Hi Ashley, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very good, thanks. Um, just to start with, we always ask what what your kind of personal relationship and professional relationship to mental health is. So that could be kind of within your own personal life, but but also also what you do professionally. Yes. So um, professionally, I've got a bit of a varied background in mental health. I spent um, four or five years of my career working in a private mental health hospital as a support worker. So that was working on uh, on a variety of wards um, with people with different backgrounds of mental health problems. So that ranged from eating disorders to bipolar, schizophrenia, um, you know, quite a lot of different mental health conditions. So that was kind of where my, my career started. I then moved into drug and alcohol counselling. So I did that for probably another five years. Um, after that, I then trained as a personal trainer, which was a bit random, I suppose, but kind of just really interested in like health and well-being from like a holistic approach. And due to my my background being quite varied, I ended up getting a job at the Newcastle United Foundation um, in health and well-being. So that covers quite a lot of different areas of, of health. Yeah, wow, that's 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 a really broad and kind of holistic holistic background. So what? What originally made you want to yeah so that was the professional side um personally um i've not got any diagnosed mental health conditions or anything like that but just like everyone else i've definitely been through ups and downs in life and kind of learned different techniques i suppose along the way of things that i can do to to keep myself feeling feeling good yeah so how, how did you what was your original thinking when you went into into this into this area of work well i did counseling at university so it was the I was at university whilst I started working as a mental health support worker because it kind of tied in with my degree and then everything's kind of just gone from there really it's not that I've ever had a plan kind of like doors have just tended to open um, or opportunities have arose so it's not necessarily that I kind of planned to be working at a football club um, you know from when I was doing my counselling degree in mental health or anything but that's kind of just how it's how it's panned out yeah and and go on to the football club what what is what was why was the the foundation kind of set up and what does it do and and what what is your role kind of very specifically within that yeah so the Newcastle United Foundation is the charity arm of the football club so pretty much every football club has a football foundation and those foundations work in the community um trying to improve people's health and well-being from primary school age younger actually probably from like ages three to four to you know throughout the life course basically but that's what we do at the Newcastle United Foundation anyway so we work within schools we obviously teach football etc but it's more than that we get people back in work we work with people that have got a lot of um 
varying disabilities, people that are homeless. We're, there's a lot of stuff going on. But we're really working in a lot of the deprived areas of our community as well to give people opportunities that they wouldn't normally get access to. So my role is actually adult health and well-being. So as part of that, we've got a really successful walking football program. So walking football is kind of what it says on the tin. It's football, but you walk, but it's for over 50s sort of primarily. So it means that players that thought their football career was over actually isn't. And you can play, like I say, throughout the whole of your life. So we get players that have, you know, had hips replaced, knees replaced, all sorts of things. And they'll attend like four or five sessions a week and they're in their 80s, some of them. So it's really nice to see stuff like that. And obviously socializing and being active really is a big boost for their mental health. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that. Is I can imagine if you're, once you get to older age and, and you may be quite isolated and if you think you can't do the the things that have made you happy in the past, that might kind of send you into a bit of a negative spiral. But if you can get people kind of, the benefits of physical activity for, for mental health are so vast that... That must be a really encouraging thing to to have set up. Yes, definitely. And you're reaching people that would never normally do an exercise program, I would say. So, but it's the association with football, the club. It's the badge that gets people paying attention, and you know they know it's for them, and they really want to come in and meet other guys that they've got common ground with, and that's what makes that program so successful. Um, we'll also do like health checks on people as well. We have a 12-week intervention for men that is around improving well-being. So we touch on things like stress and sleep, a bit of mindfulness, anger management. But we also every week do exercise with them. So they get to do different exercise tasters. So we don't just sort of do football with them. We do do walking football, but we also go and do badminton. We'll take them on a bike ride, things like that. With the idea being at the end of the 12 weeks, this group of guys have you know got to know each other they're already in a group and they've tried all these different exercises and classes they wouldn't normally have done and then they'll continue to do the ones that they enjoyed after the the program so we've got that we deliver mental health first aid as well which you might have heard of yeah so for people that don't know obviously it's the mental health version of your physical first aid which kind of equips people with the skills to recognize signs and symptoms of poor mental health and know how to respond on a first aid basis so that's something that we offer in businesses but also to grassroots football coaches just trying to educate as many people as we can really around mental health so that's been a really successful program and then we've obviously got the be a game changer campaign which i think is what you initially contacted me about yeah definitely so i suppose my first question is it has it been um has it been useful to i think especially for for men's mental health has it been useful to be associated with a football club has that brought in do you think that's brought in people that that might not have um that might not have come forward for something like this before yes 100% like without a shadow of a doubt definitely so obviously i am not basically the be a game changer campaign was launched for football fans to encourage them to talk about mental health now football fans include women as well However, we know that our primary audience, are the you know the majority of our fans are male, and also in the northeast we have the highest rates of suicide in the country, and seventy five percent of suicides are men. So we are really trying to target blokes with the Be a Game Changer campaign because of those statistics, and because we know we've we've got that reach because that's our audience. So we actually spent a, like a year having a look what was currently out there in terms of national campaigns local campaigns 
and speaking to the fans and asking them what they thought about mental health so we could get the picture from them. So what came out of it was a lot of blokes in particular think mental health is mental illness. They don't really associate wellness with the term mental health. So if they don't have a diagnosis of a mental health problem, if they see a campaign about mental health, they don't pay attention because they don't think it's for them. So the association with a football club, no matter what club it is, gets people paying attention. So we know that if our campaign had NHS or GP logos on it, for example, these blokes wouldn't pay attention, even if the campaign was exactly the same messages. But because it's got Newcastle United on there, the black and white stripes, they look twice, they pay attention, they think this is for me and they want to know more. So we used, we ran focus groups with the fans to basically get them to help us with the campaign because I'm not uh, a bloke in my 40s, I'm well aware of that. So what I think is going to work doesn't necessarily. So we really wanted the campaign to speak to the fans and that's why we took a year kind of in development with it before we launched it. And it has been really successful. Um, We're already getting, you know, some fantastic stories and feedback from Football fans, guys that are coming up to us to say, look, I was feeling suicidal, but I've seen this campaign and I've since reached out. Now I realise that I'm, you know, it's okay for me to speak out if I'm struggling. And that's, you know, that's what it's all about, basically. Well, that's amazing. So yeah, you can see it's had some kind of tangible impacts on people. Definitely. I mean, we've, we're trying to target people in a variety of ways. So we obviously would do stuff on match days, but not everyone comes to the match. It's not the cheapest of hobbies. So, um... We also have been reaching out to like local and national regional press. So we've had quite a few articles, for example, in the paper. We've been on the radio. We have um, been on local TV. We've been on fan podcasts. So we know that the people who are listening to that are the people we're trying to target. So we've been kind of trying to tackle it in a variety of ways. Obviously, we've got our website. We've got a Facebook group. Within that Facebook group, we've got nearly 1,300 members now. And that is, I think we've got 75% are men and the other 25% are female. So it is reaching a variety of people. And in that group, we share kind of like top tips around general well-being and things that we're getting up to, et cetera. And the group members will share their struggles or and support each other. So it's been really nice to see that impact. Yeah, so it, it, I suppose kind of building a community around it as well. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Because like with everything when you're a charity your funding only lasts for so long so we really need to make sure that this campaign leaves a legacy if the funding were to go at any point in the future and that's kind of what the facebook group is about and raising awareness and trying to change that culture if we can get football fans to realize it's all right to talk about your mental health that has that massive knock-on effect amongst their their social circle and their family members and like I say that's what will make the changes yeah that's really good so has it had much um much buy-in from the players have they been have they kind of helped out on it or is it has it more been kind of just to do with the foundation as a kind of separate entity yeah we have of course had support from the players so they have um taking photos for example wearing our branded t-shirts they actually warmed up with them on one of our matches which was shown on sky so um they've signed the t-shirts for us as well which they that which they'd worn so we're going to be kind of auctioning those off as a way to raise awareness as well um they're all aware of the campaign and you know support it completely what we did find in the focus groups was that the fans want to hear from 
fans like themselves. So photos with the players is great for getting the social media reach, but actually the real life-changing stuff comes from hearing from the fans. So we have been collating loads of case studies and, and like real life stories. So we, when we launched a campaign, we launched with a story from a guy called Scott about his depression. And as a result of that, we've since had about 20 other guys come forward and say they want to share their story, which helps others. And that is much more relatable to, you know, your average guy than a, a football player, if that makes sense. So if the guy that sits next to him at the match has struggled with depression, that's, someone that's like them so it inspires them to open up or it makes them realize they're not alone whereas if a football player came out it's inspiring because they're a celebrity they've got a big voice but they can't relate to them because you know then that's not their life that they lead yeah i can be it's so much more relatable when you've got someone that that is in the same kind of life position as you that um that you can talk to and more relate to rather than someone who's in a completely different sphere of life um yes so have you had any kind of personal highlights with working through the campaign any kind of really inspirational stories or anything like that yeah i think it's the so we've got one one guy les in particular so he approached us because he wanted to share his story um of feeling suicidal to to help others however he didn't want to put his name or his face to his story because he felt he would still get judged um especially with you know words just being in print sometimes people can they don't get the full impact of that. So he, yeah, it's not as personal, I suppose, is it? Yeah, so he's, he likes to do talks and speak about it, but not show his face. So we asked if he would like to come on one of the fan podcasts, which he agreed to. And then actually since then, it's kind of snowballed. So he decided that he didn't want to be anonymous anymore. He set up his own YouTube vlog talking about mental health and cooking. Um, he's got... He talks on Twitter about his mental health. He featured in our short film that we created, talking about his mental health. And he's got three speaking events for me coming up in the next um, six weeks. So he's kind of done a total, you know, flip about his his views on it since February. So going from being like anonymous to now wanting to be as visible as possible to help others has just been amazing to see. What was his what was his name and in, in, in YouTube thing again so you can share it? Um, it's called. I think it's called. I think it's called um, chilling and grilling or mental health cooking. But I can send you the link. Um, but yeah, so if you search for "be a game changer" and you joined our Facebook group, you would see some of his posts in there because he he occasionally posts some of his YouTube channel stuff amongst all the other things that are going on. So and you were saying you've had kind of buy-in from fan podcasts and and things like that. So the the kind of the community around Newcastle has been been kind of bought into this as well yes definitely uh we get people we're, we're trying to reach out now to all of the grassroots football clubs we've been doing quite a bit in local businesses and it's just so well received like uh, people can see that it's important and that it's different that it's you know a lot especially a lot of workplaces do things for mental health awareness days but they're finding that the content can isn't is only engaging a certain type of person and our content our posters are engaging with the blokes in particular that don't really you know pay attention to those national mental health campaigns for example so that's there's been massive buy-in in the community on match days we give out little business cards directing people to the website and stuff and we've probably give out close to ten thousand now just since like the start of well 
since February, um, but we've not been at every single match. And we have never found a single one on the floor. So, you know, people aren't throwing them away. They're keeping them, they're putting in the pocket, the wallet. So people are, you know, they're interested. And that's, like I say, that's been really positive for us. Yeah, that's brilliant. So what what kind of, how do you see the, the campaign and, and the work that the foundation are doing around mental health kind of progressing in the future? Well, the the plans that we've got going forward, obviously we've, we feel like we've made a really good start. But if we're thinking that, you know, however many people are taking their own life every day, there's still a long, a long way to go. The We're continuing to raise awareness, to educate. We're going to try and, like I said, get into all the grassroots clubs in the in the region. We're going to be doing some joint work with Sunderland's foundation, the Foundation of Light, kind of showing it doesn't matter who you support. We're all together type of thing. So we've got that coming up in the new year. And then it's kind of, it's quite fluid, really. We just kind of go with the flow and see how the fans react and and go sort of go through it like that we've got a so for example two fans contacted us and they they're in a band and they wanted to do a free gig for us to help us raise awareness of the campaign so we've got that coming up at the end of the month so little things like that what we can't anticipate by people contacting us because they they want to help and they want to help us spread the message yeah that's that's something i've really got from talking to is that you you put this stuff out there but not only that people have have come forward and said you know I want to share this story I want to help out in this way which which sounds like it's really getting to the heart of of people yeah so one of the things that stood out for me in the focus groups was people think that men are hard to reach the class is a hard to reach group of people but the people aren't trying to reach them in the right way you know they don't go to the GP surgery necessarily so they're not going to see a poster there you know, but they do come to the match or they do go to the pub or, you know, they, or whatever. You've got to be a bit more creative when you're trying to engage with these hard-to-reach groups of people. And another thing is that men don't talk about mental health, but one of the guys said to us, like, look, men would talk about mental health, but no one's asking the question. So why would someone just suddenly start blurting out, you know, how they feel if it's not a normal thing? But if you can give them a way to talk about it in a safe environment are you and the game be a game changer campaign gives people tools to comfortably talk about mental health you know have you seen what the club are doing have you seen what the foundation are doing rather than oh how's your mental health today it could just open the conversations up yeah i suppose it's kind of how you set up the questions and how you ask the questions because like you're saying that the about that area that kind of demographic being hard to reach another really successful um I suppose it's not really a foundation, but a successful program was it was run by these two male barbers, and they were saying that actually once you get men in the situation where they're having their hair cut, that's actually when they they kind of almost act as a therapist to them. But it's kind of very outside any kind of I don't know any kind of clinical setting or any kind of GP surgery or any kind of therapist. It's much more kind of I suppose organic. Yes, and you go into you go into them. That's where the you know guys go and get the haircut. So rather than you trying to get them to a place you should go to them you know what i mean um but we're actually going to be doing some work with is it I can't, what is it the lion barber collective yeah that's who i was talking about yes. we're actually doing um an event with them next week one of my one of my colleagues is getting his hair cut <laughs> um and we're taking one of the participants as well so we're going to be doing like a a joint promotion for their organization and our campaign oh that's amazing um so just to kind of start wrapping things up how how do you um 
how do you kind of safeguard your own kind of mental well-being? Interesting question. So I have to say, actually, there was <laughs> there was times before the campaign launched, it was quite stressful. And I did feel like it was, you know, I'm trying to, you know, launch a mental health campaign and it's impacted my mental health. But for me, um, debriefing when I get in from work. So sometimes I don't want to talk about work, but then I find if I don't and just go blah, 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 then as soon as I go to bed, even no matter how tired I am, I start thinking about work. So actually just coming in, having a bit of a debrief about my day to whoever, um, that always helps me. Um, getting out and exercising. So whether that's even just going for a walk, like sometimes I know that my day is going to consist of me driving to work, sitting down at my desk, driving home, and then I'll be knackered. So I'll try and get out for a walk first thing in the morning. And at least I know I've done something type of thing. Yeah. So do you, when you when you say debrief, do you do that kind of verbally as opposed to writing it down? I do it verbally. I'm lucky that my partner works in the same industry, so he understands what I'm talking about. Whereas some people just wouldn't have a have a clue, and it, that might not actually be kind of a good way to go about it. So if I was to, if I didn't have that option, yes, writing things down or or whatever, just getting just getting your thoughts out your head, or even it doesn't even have to be about work per se I know that if I've got worries or if I've got a lot on my mind I'll my mind will race and I need to jot things down I'm a bit one of those people that I feel like I'll forget things so I need to write things down and then if it's written down then I'm not going to forget it yeah that's that sounds like a good a good thing to be doing and finally just to wrap things up where can we find about more about you the work um the foundation all of that kind of stuff yeah so if you search for be a game changer that should come up with us, the Newcastle United Foundation, and that's will take you to our website. So on there, we've got like top tips for looking after your general well-being. It'll signpost you to the Facebook group. We've also got like a, a business toolkit that organisations can download. And it, honestly, it doesn't matter if you're not a Newcastle United fan. Actually, you can just take the information we're putting out there and apply it to anyone, to be honest. So, you know, don't be put off if you're thinking you're not a football fan or whatever. So just have a look on the website and, and kind of see what we've been doing. And if anyone has any questions or anything like that, you know, just to, to get in touch and we can offer our, our support. Brilliant. Ashley, that's been absolutely fascinating and congratulations on all the work that you've been doing. Oh, thank you. Ashley and I talked about we may find helpful we're not trained medical experts if you're struggling please contact your local GP or call an organisation like Samaritans on 116 123